listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. What's up, everyone? Welcome to our eighth episode of the House Hacking Mastermind Series. My name is Ben Einspar, the host of the Mastermind Series, here with my regular co-host. I'm sure some of you listeners who tune in may recognize his voice, Chris Lopez. What's up, Ben? What's going on, man? How you doing? Really good. I'm loving the introduction, man. Thank you. I'm pre- trying to improve every time. And here with uh, my two uh, guests, super excited you could join us. Chris, Jessney, what's up? Not, Not much. much. Yeah. Thanks for having us back. Yeah. Good. We're person. excited for yeah. this. Yeah. So for any listeners who don't know, you guys were actually on the very first podcast. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Back in August. Oh, man. Was that about a year ago? ago yeah. yeah uh-huh. Just about a year ago. Holy cow. Time yep. flies. Now we're on number eight. All right. Um, so um, if I got, got it correct, uh, you bought your home, your first house hack in February of 2020 and did some light remodeling for just about a month. Yep. And then you've been managing Airbnb ever since. Yeah, and that was our first house. Oh man, together. So went through the whole process. Um, worked with Chris and Preston, and yeah, I think we looked for probably six months. Would you say? Yeah, um, I would say about. Yeah, that. was it that long? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. And then yeah, settled on a house with a uh, mother-in-law suite in the basement. So we planned on house hacking from the start um, by using Airbnb. So it took us about a month. To set it up, uh, a lot of paint. Did some of, light for our, remodeling. For our remodeling. Yeah, yeah I don't, we didn't do anything too <laughs> some, deep. Yeah, uh, paint some, everything white or black. Yeah, about um, white. Then, yeah, I got it ready for flipper gray. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, took about a month, and then we listed it. Um, in March of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, right when COVID hits. You know. So when you're searching for house hacks, were you always wanting to do a short term rental? Yeah, we were thinking Airbnb. Actually, mm-hmm. we were inspired by his parents. They uh, house hacked prior to us. Yeah. They Airbnb their um, basement. Yeah. And so we were thinking we wanted to do a basement of our own, um, but definitely a separate entrance. Yeah, we because I know roommates is another option, mm-hmm. but with our schedules. So Justin's a nurse. Obviously, you can talk more about it, but you work yeah. night shift. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so having roommates with a night shift schedule, I think could be a little difficult. So we always wanted a private kind of private area for either if it was a roommate or for us, Airbnb. Yeah. And you, I mean, I know we met with you too. So you were a big inspiration. Yeah. I believe we met right after we started Airbnb and I think Chris introduced us Mm -hmm. and you're Mm -hmm. uh, interested in doing the, the Airbnb um, method and the power of networking. Right. Right. And, Jessney, I can definitely uh, relate to you with with my wife, Allison. She is one of the key things was her privacy. Mm-hmm. And that's where we were looking for a separate entrance as well. Yeah, it was a big thing just because, I mean, all throughout college, you have roommates and stuff too. And I was a patient care tech prior and I worked night shift. So I knew the power of getting rest you need and <laughs> not having to deal with other people walking around or being loud. That was big, but we really did focus on our search. Um, Either we were okay, at least a private entrance and a private place for them so that we didn't really have to do a lot of talking and navigating that whole thing. Um, But yeah. Did you guys look for, were you ever thinking roommates or? I proposed it and it was a, it was a hard no. <laughs> yeah. So then I had to go back to the drawing board and after working with Chris and his team, um, they explain how their, their, uh, uh, ADUs, their mother-in-law yeah. suites, walk up, walk out basement. And so that's what we really focused on. And each, actually we, I have a background in construction. So we are also entertaining the idea of maybe walling off a uh, part of a house so that it will create a, uh, a separate entrance as well we kind of got lucky i think with ours because i mean we did look at some houses did you? that would have been a roommate type situation i think but i mean maybe you know like nowadays to have a mother-in-law in a home in the denver area 
like what's the minimum purchase price like i think it's got to be below or above 400k right oh yeah um i'm trying to think i mean maybe the least expensive one we've we've helped someone buy this from might have been like mid to high 400s okay. oh, wow. vast majority like 500 plus right now so we got lucky because our budget was like 350. Yeah. yeah. And we were like, we're really budging. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. so we didn't have a whole lot of options, but we yeah. actually found a great, like, we have a totally separate mother in law unit in a garden level basement that you access from a separate entrance um, in the backyard. So it's pretty private. Um, and it was for 350 all in. And the mother in law unit was basically fully remodeled. Yeah, like, I know it we, was we did some new. Yeah, new compared to our upstairs. Yeah. Pretty open. But then the upstairs where, where we live is pretty uh, original from the late 50s. So that's been an adventure for sure. But it's also a great location. That's the other thing. Like, I mean, you guys aren't too far from the Anschutz Medical Complex because yep. you were just you're just north of Monty, right? Or yeah, like one block. Just block. Right okay, so Monty. just block yeah, from Monty uh, and like, I mean, what, a couple blocks from the campus, a couple blocks yeah, it's west. A one block. four minute drive and maybe yeah. like a 15 to 30 minute walk. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a lot of development in that area. There's a uh, new like medical science. there's a lot of new stuff over there yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of new hotels going up yeah. and like three blocks north of us there were just some luxury apartments built which makes us feel good because i know when we moved in and maybe as a realtor you know more too but like the aurora area where where we live like we went to some open houses and realtors would tell us like steer, steer clear of that area so i think that was one important part for us is just kind of ignore some outside noises in terms yeah. of where to live and do your own research, obviously, but yeah, yeah, we're happy with where we're at and at the price point we were looking, it was about one of the only areas we could get in. So yeah, it's perfect though because there's like good bike trails and it's near the Stapleton area and we yeah. do a lot of biking yeah. and it's right next to Stanley Marketplace. So mm-hmm. um, we always tell our Airbnb guests to check that place out. There's a lot of different restaurants and stores there yeah. as well. So. Yeah, we have really grown to love our location. That's that, that is that is very important. So, just a quick recap: when when did you close on the property? February, February of twenty twenty. Wasn't there something going on around that time? Something did start <laughs> something, right around that so, time. Let's let's, t- let's talk about that. COVID hit, and you're planning doing a short term rental. Yeah, <laughs> and travel travel completely shuts down. What goes what goes through your mind? It was, I'll, I'll go ahead and start, but it was quite insane because um, right prior to that, we listed our booking in March and we had, or our um, Airbnb in March, and we had tons and tons of bookings for like the next two to three months. It was completely jam-packed book because Airbnb does this thing where they promote your place if you list it right away. Um, but then travel just seized and um everyone started canceling Mm -hmm. so that's when we started having conversations about what what should we do and you can go ahead and we yeah so i think everything kind of got canceled starting in april and on because we had bookings into may and maybe june Mm -hmm. but then we just did a i mean we weren't that worried honestly just because (laughs) we were like we can always get a like a someone to rent it down there yeah that's the worst case a long-term tenant is what we were thinking but we went with a month minimum stay starting in April on Airbnb still. So then right, I think the first day that we like made that change on the Airbnb app, someone booked that exact day for a month starting mid-April to mid-May. Yeah. Um, so that carried us through most of the like initial time period where people didn't travel at all. Oh, yeah. Right. That's stress reliever, too. We were pumped. We We were like, we are like set for this month. We don't have to worry about it at all. You hear that ding from Airbnb come on and (laughs) right. Get the little notification. Oh, Oh, it's a weird like it's 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 nice. (laughs) That was nice. And then I mean, after that, I don't know what your experiences were, but we were like we took our month minimum stay away after after he after Kevin left and then uh, (laughs) We have, you remember his name? Yeah. Oh, like, maybe you, you, like, we remember specific <laughs> guest oh, names. I, oh, yeah. I don't. No. I don't. Oh, we have no. some, like, mainly bad guests. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, Kevin, shout out to so Kevin. Kevin was Kevin. Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. <laughs> he even offered to live in it afterwards, too. He's like, if you ever stop Airbnb, just contact me. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. a lifesaver. Yeah. He was good. And then, yeah, we just went back to our normal, you know, you can book 
one day stays. And then we had no problem with occupancy. Looking back, we were probably priced extremely too low, which mm-hmm. probably helped because, I mean, we had yeah, 60 bucks a night for a full on one bedroom with a kitchen. Oh, it's way too cheap. It's pretty cheap. And about, yeah. About and about, yeah, private, totally yeah. separate. So looking back, I think that was a reason why we. So are a lot of your guests, are they coming there to visit people or do something around the medical campus? No, we really, that's what we thought we were going to, that was yeah. like kind of the population we thought we would get, but it's mostly people who are traveling and they're so just, just general tourism to, to Denver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think people know, you know, if they're in Aurora or Denver, they're just yeah. pumped to be in Colorado. So yeah. Yeah. Location doesn't matter as much as I think we thought it mm-hmm. might've, um, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great question, Chris, because our pl- our our new house hack is right next to a hospital well, and we don't, it's just everyone traveling, vis- visiting. I think everyone's been cooped up during COVID and really wanting to get out. And it's, it's the short-term rental business is, is very, a very good business to be in right See, now. that doesn't surprise me though, Ben, because I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're in Wheat Ridge. I mean, but they're near like, I mean, the Andrew okay. Smell Complex, like one of the biggest economic drivers in Colorado. Like mm-hmm. it's insane. I mean, there's three hospitals over there and all sorts of stuff like that's just like the behemoth there. Like I, I just assumed that would have been the magnet for your visitors. No, we've <laughs> had a couple of um, families or people stay uh, that are taking their kiddos to appointments or their parents are going to appointments. So that, or like people coming to interview with CU and shoots, but really the majority of our population is people vacationing or we are 15 minutes away from the airport. So people will stop for one night um, or used to stop for one night and then stay. Now we have a two night minimum, but yeah. Yeah. So, so you started in, um, early 2020 and now you're still airbnb incorrect yes yeah yeah i'm sure just like alice and i we've been airbnb for a couple years now has has anything changed have you dialed in your process is it chris Jessany airbnb (laughs) 2.0 we got a puppy we got a dog so our own personal lives changed a little bit but um airbnb wise we refinanced our home Mm-hmm. Um, so we dropped our monthly payment down okay. by about 200 bucks. Then we changed our what home insurance rate to, go to? Uh, 2. 2.875. 2. What were you at? 3.875. So we dropped oh, a yeah. It's after six months. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh-huh. um, a huge win. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. big. Um, so financially our monthly outflow is less and we're probably bringing in more this year. We've probably doubled, almost doubled our nightly price from a year ago. So that's been huge as well. Um, and there's some little, there's just some like little kinks that we've done to kind of benefit ourselves so that we're not just really detailing our messages in our Airbnb, um, messages that we send so that we're not having to do a lot more work as well, or like, um, making sure we have extra linens, just other little things that we've done to benefit us and our guests. So what, what's the operation here? So, you know, let's just say someone, a prospective person messages you, what happens? Do you have an automated reply or is that, are you guys manually replying to that? So let's say they instant booked. So they passed all of our criteria, which I think is you have to have your like identity verified. Um, and maybe good reviews, maybe one decent review reviews. Yeah. And do most that. people instant book versus just like contacting you first? Half and half probably. Okay. A lot of new people are in Airbnb. It seems like I think Airbnb just went public. <laughs> sound right so i think yeah. yeah i don't know a lot of people uh-huh. are new newer guests but we don't have an automated first message because we try to make it a little bit personal mm-hmm. like hey you know we're excited to have you um but if they say what they're coming for we'll try to include that back in the message yeah like, like, oh, like we love yeah happy anniversary yeah. like we hope you guys have a good time um but that's about the only communication we have most times is that first message and then after that, everything's automated. So our check-in message is all, automa- all automated. So the day that they check in, the automated message gets sent at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. I think. 6 a.m. Yep, that's when we do. What is it? So ours is a, no, our, ours is at 11 a.m. Okay, oh, gotcha. gotcha. It's 11 a.m. and it's a long-winded yeah. message that gives every everything. Yep. Yep. It everything. just helps. Yes. I think having everything there 
because then people aren't asking you questions as much and they can refer back to it. What do you, so I, I have a good idea of what everything is, but maybe for the listeners, what is, what is, what would, what's good? Okay. I'm booking for you. What, what information are you giving me? Time. Address. Yeah. Address. <laughs> Time they can check in. Yep. Um, their keypad, how to access. So you're all keyless entry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have a key box right next to our door. Um, and typically it will be the last four digits of their phone, phone number that they can enter in themselves. Uh, and so they can grab their key via that. And then how to get to their entrance as well, Gotta specifically clear, yeah, detailed. With how to get to the entrance. I don't know if you guys have had problems with that, but. Cool, Cause yours is out back, right? In the back, mm-hmm. so they have yeah. to walk to the side of our house and. Through the backyard. Through, the back, through a gate. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then we have a back door to our own unit so people get confused there originally they'd be trying to open our like the door into our place so you just got to be as clear not that people are stupid but sometimes i think we you got to act like people are in terms of messaging oh yeah you gotta keep it simple i'm I'm, i mean i've been there you're traveling you're flustered you got this going they're like well just okay okay and you okay where's the address what's the key code cool you scan it and you go and then i've done that i'm just you know yeah. Don't pay attention to every detail. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And they've been they've been probably traveling on a on a plane uh with little rest, but I can I can relate to you. The the biggest thing, the biggest quick tip that I've gotten actually in the past couple months, which I started doing is anytime there's one thing they comment, they're like, oh, but this, this, or this, or something, this. Cause you'll always get that. It doesn't matter what it is. There there'll be something yes. that they will do. But I take like here's a concrete example. Uh, we had someone check in yesterday and there was a check-in checkout. So guest checked out at 11, guest che- 11 a.m. And then guest checked in, new guest checked in at 4 p.m. The guests who checked out probably were cold at some point. So turn on the heat. And then the guest checked in. They're like, it's, it's hot in here. I can't get the AC to work. And on our controller, there's a little slide panel to get more controls and so now what I'm going to do is now that I know that that was a confusion, I print off a little sticky note for the controls that say slide down, just little things like that. And I yeah. had someone who had a pro- had a thought it was it it wasn't the right size that they expected. So what I did is in in my messaging, I said just just so you're aware, our place our square footage is this by this, just so just to, so completely transparent because. If you give them the exp- I've noticed, I've personally noticed we've, I'm sure we're both on the same page. We've dealt with a lot of challenging guests. If you address everything up front, it lets them know. And maybe sometimes your place isn't the best, isn't the best fit because it, and it all needs to be a win-win. They're on vacation. They need to yeah. enjoy. And if you're working nights, you, you need your sleep during the day, right? Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's definitely an adjusting and like learning type of process where, if we get in our checkout message, we do have like, please let us know any re- recommendations that um, you think we need to do. And so with that, uh, we usually will update our check-in messages or our listing um, just so that they're quite aware of what they're like. What type of feedback do you get? Um, As far as what do you call it? recommendations, very... Most recently, someone told us they wanted rubber, <laughs> rubber, uh, like oh, spoons and yeah. cooking so- utensils. Um, so I guess that's one where we had to adjust and just went yeah. to Ikea and got like $2 rubber <laughs> utensils. Or um, if they have a hard time getting to the back of our door, would you say we, we've done stuff? Yeah, we definitely. I mean, you just like you said, you just got to keep updating your processes, I think. Because when we started, we had no idea what was going to be hard for guests, but we've definitely learned. And yeah, we're still updating. Like someone just complained about our sofa bed. Mm -hmm. So that's been one of our main issues is we host four guests. So two people get an actual bed and then two people get a sofa bed. So we're still kind of working through how to, you know, make our listing as good. Mm -hmm. For those other two people so yeah it's just a constant updating and kind of changing with what what's going on sofa bed i think i read allison mentioned a story and 
masterminds number six of house hacking through a female perspective. We had a, a sofa challenge. If, <laughs> well, you bought a new one the next day. We bought a new one. That's, a brand new you guys one. That sounds very similar to, similar yeah. just to the same exact We thing. did the exact we same went and thing. bought a brand new one and it's all, you got to keep them happy. Exactly. <laughs> and don't like, take it. Don't take it personal. The thing is, is we're gaining so much income from it that it's like, okay, if we, <laughs> if we go and buy in a bed to make our guests happy and like get um, good reviews and get more people coming in, th there's benefits to that. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. just gaining. It's an investment. Yeah. So, so what was the complaint for your sofa bed? <laughs> um, to make it short, he, he said it was unlivable. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm not going to go in. He said it's unlivable. We said, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. And we were due for anyone. We went out, bought a new yeah. one and said, enjoy your stay. Enjoy. Oh, oh, when he was there? You... Yeah, we bought, an, oh, we bought okay. a new one. Oh, like while he was there. It's all about the reviews. It yeah, is, it's yeah. So it is, so it's so yeah. it's So actually we got that right after they left. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we had a day off. So we went and got a, actually a day bed that turns into a large bed, but turned it into a cat. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so sofa see. beds are never I mean, in the end, they're never as comfortable as a bed. Yeah. So Yeah. So what type of numbers are you guys getting right now? Because I know, you know, hey, got it, COVID happened, things were wonky for a bit. Now things are like, you know, full steam ahead. You know, Colorado is a top destination right now for tourism and Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're not too far from the Denver, you know, Denver proper great location. Like what's your occupancy, average nightly rent rate, things like that. You can go ahead. We're at about a hundred ish, right around a hundred a night. So, I mean, ideally if you were booked every night, you'd be at 3000 a month, but we block off anywhere from five to 10 days per month on the Airbnb app where people can't check in. So is that just for friends and family visiting or, and just, just our, mental, our mental health. Like yeah. Just, yeah. just, privacy um so we were right at around two thousand a month is what we bring in um and then we do all the cleaning so we don't have any cleaning fees to pay anyone i'm glad you brought that up so yeah. i i'm cheers to that I'm because you. i was like made it one month <laughs> oh one month we made it yes. one month well okay. so talk about that <laughs> i'm sure you have a pro yeah process in place it's You've uh easy for us because chris works from home um and then I work night shifts, so I and I only work three days a week, so I'm home for four days out of those week, yeah. that week. But um, yeah, at this point, it's like a habit. I would say, like we don't even complain about it anymore. Uh, it's just something that we know we have to do, and it takes maybe an hour, and it's kind of nice because we know the stuff that we're doing is good. I mean, our cleaning yeah. process. People seem to say in the reviews that we have a really clean home, and so. It is nice not having to rely on someone to do that and then worrying about what their work is going to be like. Um, and we're saving a lot of money. Like yeah. we've, we've actually calculated it out. And what was the price that we just, well, we paid? bought, we finally got central AC this year. So I think we paid for that Yeah, with our cleaning fees that we to business paid ourselves. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. Last uh -huh. year. Yeah. And yeah, business expense. So yeah. I mean, there's three main areas. You got a vacuum. You got to sanitize everything and then change the beds. Mm -hmm. Once you do those three, then you're set. You're set. Yeah, <laughs> you're pretty good. Um, how many sets of how many total sets do you have? Probably four sets of linens, if not plus. Um, especially for like our extra sofa bed now, and then we have two duvets, mm -hmm. and then we also do duvet duvet covers, which is different from comforters. Um, so that we can change those covers out. It's very smart. But yeah. those are paying the butt to change. Oh, oh God. that is actually the thing that we talk about most. I still often. don't get how it works, Destiny. <laughs> we change it once. My wife makes us change it once here, and I, I bitch the whole time. <laughs> That's me every. I don't get. Yeah. It. I don't understand it. <laughs> Destiny somehow works her magic on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. So duvet covers. We did the same thing because we would throw a whole. Oh, it's not the whole worth thing. it. And yeah. in the dryer, it, it was oh. nightmare. It was terrible. Yeah. And so no, then we you get a blanket instead. Then we get, then we get, yeah. <laughs> on top of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can completely re relate to that. And then we became masters at folding, at folding <laughs> fitted sheets. Yeah. Yep. I, I had to watch a YouTube video, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> how to do it. Do you have any sort of check? Like, so, cause what I've noticed when we do ours there, we have a pretty thorough checklist because it also 
not just laundry, but you have certain amount of hand towels, certain amount yes. of uh, dish towels, floor mats, and then we do coffee. And mm-hmm. um, also we will do a a postcard, a couple postcards, so people can write write their family. We got those oh, tips really from a nice. couple Airbnbs we stayed in on vacation, yeah. um, which I highly recommend to anyone if you're traveling and you want to get an Airbnb, go to spend time in some other couple ones and take some notes. It's it's yeah. it's phenomenal, but. Yeah, so uh, back to what I was saying, is there any any checklist or anything you do to make sure that you're not missing anything? At this point, it's such a habit that we don't really have a checklist. But in the beginning, we, we ha- did have one where we said, okay, we need to um, like launder the robes, do the mats, sweep, uh, do the dishes, make sure the bathroom looks good, sanitize everything, um, and change the linens. But yeah, we we change out our bathroom towels our kitchen towels um we have slippers that we can wash and then put back downstairs and genius and robes <laughs> yeah um and then we have made um uh, makeup towel towelettes i guess you could say that people can we can wash and put downstairs um i think we've just done it so, so many times much now. yeah it's almost like uh, we know what to look for and where the mm-hmm. common areas are that can kind of get missed if um, so Oh, yeah, so because I, I, I I'm all about scalability. Like I'm, like what what you're doing is great. But when you move on to you know house stack number two, whether it's here in Denver or as as you travel around whatever town or market going to next, how do you scale that? Or do you stop your human being? Do you just hire a property manager? Or do you put your systems in place? Like how do you, how do you scale it? How do you grow the portfolio? I think at that point, yeah, definitely would. Like what's the plan? Because I know one property is not the only goal you guys have. Right. So, I mean, we've talked about hiring a cleaner um, for sure. If we do end up staying, keeping our Airbnb downstairs. Yeah. And with Denver, I mean, you have to live. It has to be your primary residence. But you're Aurora. And Aurora, I think. Is that Aurora? I don't know the Airbnb walls. Yeah, Aurora. same with Aurora. Okay. Yep. So if, so Justine was a travel nurse, if we went and traveled for what, a year mm-hmm. or two, we wouldn't be able to Airbnb out either unit i think the i think you can do it if they stay if there's less than 12 stays per unit per year so, so we could switch to monthly kind of like you guys do mm-hmm. i think a monthly yep. cleaner Medi- medium term in both units is what we were thinking and then we would have a cleaner in between there because then ideally you'd only have you know you'd have less than 12 cleanings per year so yes yeah. it it if you're, I'm sure you're interested down the road and I highly recommend it is when you move what we did, when we moved out, we switched to medium term because you get either young professionals or traveling nurses and they make excellent tenants because we have on the main level that we rent out long-term or, or 12 months or greater is we rent to a family with kids and they don't want people coming in, coming out. Yeah. We want someone who's married to their job and, and dedicated and quiet and respectful and, uh, there are all, all sorts of platforms out there, Furnish Finder, Copa to find them. And even Airbnb, if you, like you said, if you set them up for uh, a greater than 30 days, you can still use that same platform. Yeah. And they, they handle their customer service. I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this is actually very, very good because the first month we stayed in our place, we had four turnovers and three out of the four turnovers, we had to replace all of our sheets. Jeez. Oh, good wow. start. But it's 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 a game of odds. You're going to right. run. You're going to run into. I'm sure you've noticed it. Yeah. It's a game of odds. You're going to have excellent people. You're going to have the. You're going to have uh, average people, and then you're going to have the five percent of people that are are pain in the ass. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you want to talk about that? Have you have you ran into any anyone? <laughs> maybe maybe someone who rhymes with Chevin. A Kevin. <laughs> Reed. Was- Reed was our probably our worst one. I would say. <laughs> I'm just impressed with the names you guys remember. He was pretty early on yeah. as well. It was like in the height of the pandemic. Um, they came from Vail, which was the place where COVID was like, going crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they came for one night. They booked the day of, um, which we won't ever let that happen again. We don't let bookings occur on the day of. But he showed up maybe around like... 8 p.m. Late, yeah. And 
around 1 a.m. He didn't know how to get into the home. He didn't read the directions, um, didn't know how to use the keypad or the to get in. Uh, and then Chris helped him. And then later that night at 1 a.m., he was messaging our Airbnb saying, help. He just messaged help yeah, one time, yeah. I think, just help. Yeah, and so, I mean, we were sleeping, right? Yeah. So apparently he then messaged us after and was like, my girl just peed in the toilet and it's clogged. And all, all my girl did was pee in the toilet. And so basically blamed us. Um, they left that next day right at 1101. And 11 is our checkout. Um, and Chris had to go and clean it. And it was not just me that was in the toilet. <laughs> it, was, it, it was it was gross. A big mess. <laughs> so yeah, that was right, like, right away. Was, you know, you always hear the horror stories of like having to clean clogged toilets. And we had it within the first like couple weeks. Yeah. So yeah, he so was rough. But Kevin. I mean, really with Airbnb, it's so nice because you know they're only there for maximum maybe a week mm-hmm. generally. So I mean, some of our main problems are people are loud at night or during the day when Jesse's trying to sleep. Which recently hasn't been a huge deal. I think yeah. when you raise your prices on Airbnb, you get a better amount of or better guests. Better guests, yeah. Um, and then just with Colorado, with weed being legal, we had a lot of people who I think were would smoke in our unit. And maybe you guys have had that issue. But originally, our listing said 420, 420 friendly, but outside on only. Yeah. But we think maybe just by using that like verbiage of 420 friendly, they kind of yeah. thought we were cool with like doing it in our unit and we have a shared HVAC. So it would just come straight up <laughs> to our bedroom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, right. It up was there. not pleasant to wake up at 2 p.m. We had a lot of that. But Justine, you actually, I mean, you solved that, honestly. Yeah, I was pretty frustrated. So then I wrote and we have a little guidebook when people come in um, that says who we are about us, what to do, tips and tricks um, throughout the unit. And so on that, I wrote, if you smoke, you we will make you pay $500 to us in our unit. And so then we did that on our listing as well. And since then, it hasn't been an issue. People are very kind and they'll um, ask even if it's okay if they do it on our patio. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't know the legality of the yeah. threatening $500 fine, but Seems it's worked work. out so yeah. far. Yeah, well, it's, so. A, it's a deep clean fee. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Same with pets. So Chris talked about scalability. I'm huge on scalability. You, you, you mentioned, I guess you had challenge with the toilet maybe and, and messaging during the middle of the night. Have you changed any of your processes to prevent that? Have you been done anything proactive since then to change that maybe? offer that hey if there's a problem just message during the day or try to set some sort of business hours we haven't set specific business hours but that's really been the only time someone's messaged us middle of the night um yeah i mean going back to just raising our prices that was when we were probably priced at 50 to 60 a night so now that we're near 100 i think we weed out a lot of those people who would maybe have those sort of issues but we've had other problems like um well, just to go off of that, um, we did talk about, you know, if people don't know where they're staying the day of, then we would probably run into more issues with our guests um, because they're not prepared. Um, it doesn't sound responsible. So unless something actually like is huge, we we don't let people book on the day of for our Airbnb. So that's something that we did do. And I do feel like that's helped as well. I don't think Airbnb does allow you because we've had messages from airbnb saying that this is a concern and we're not allowing it so then we go back to the guests and say i'm sorry this is outside of our control we can't allow you to stay yeah we haven't had that actually recently we actually don't let we've kind of set our settings so that people can't but that's interesting so going going back to the numbers i was i was interested in that so you said you're at 100 a night about, yeah. just about does that change maybe on the week are your weekend prices different at all or if you notice something's uh down the road you have some open nights are you changing your pricing at all i do go in there quite a bit yeah and change it yeah um i know some people use like pricing software do you uh no i i, I use just demand yeah. i used to use research but now the demand is so high that yeah. um we have a set price that works for us and we don't want to creep up. We 
I'm going to be honest, we could probably raise our price a little bit. Yeah. I've looked at our competition. We're about 30, 25 bucks a night below competition. However, if you start raising it, then you increase their expectation. Mm-hmm. And we feel even though there is a high demand, there is a certain dollar value that we put on it. So it's kind of, we, we're big on the win-win. I mean, I don't want to yeah. try to gouge and we're comfortable where it's at. And, yeah. and it keeps the occupancy rate high. I mean, yeah. what's, have, have, have you been tracking your occupancy rate during the summer, like May, June, July? At this point, if it's open, we're booked. I, yeah, it's almost 100 percent. That's impressive. Occupancy, which kind of does tell us that we probably could raise it. Oh, so that's my too. argument right there. It means uh, your your prices are too low. Yeah, I think that's what we've read too. Is that you want to shoot for around like 80, 85 percent occupancy? So clearly, we could probably raise ours. Especially, I mean, Colorado so seasonal. Yeah, you got the summer really raise the prices up. But like competition, I think that's what we do a lot of. We have like three Airbnbs in our area that are just very similar to ours that have really good reviews. They're super hosts. So we just monitor those properties a lot to kind of see what their prices are. And I'm sure they're probably doing the same. So Mm -hmm. we kind of go based on that. Um, But I do go in there and check. Like during the week, it's less, obviously, per Mm -hmm. night. And then weekends are higher. And then you have events like uh, like the MLB All-Star Game is coming. Yep. So we bumped our prices up to like, I don't know, 120, 130. And I think we got booked for that week a few of the nights at that price so that's where a pricing software probably would be helpful because they know all those local events that are happening but for one property i think it's yeah. i don't know if it's totally worthwhile yeah so i i sat down with a short-term property manager a couple maybe a month ago at this point and one of his tips was saying if you're if you have bookings more than two months out it means you're underpriced Oh. His sweet spot was he was very much, hey, if we're getting bookings that are, you know, we're in July right now, if we're getting July, if we're getting September bookings right now, hey, we got to go in there and raise the prices much after September, October, November, and so on. Because gotcha. yeah. he said you're, you're, way under, you're way under market then. If people aren't that far, that means, oh, great, there's a really good deal. They're booking it. Yeah. So he tries to get people booked out like only a few weeks to two months out. And he says that's the sweet spot for optimizing the, gotcha. the, uh, the rent rate or the rent amount. So we have bookings in late September already. So, so we should raise our prices. price. Huh. Huh. Do you guys get bookings far out or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, kind of going back to what I was saying is, is what you're giving versus price. But now that I'm thinking about it, we could probably raise our price a little bit, but yeah. it, 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 it works. It works. It works. But at us. some point too, it just, it doesn't, it's not worth the return. I right. Mean, because like, yeah. Hey, we can do this, but Hey, if it takes me, you know, 10 more hours to make this amount of money. Great. I increased my revenue by $8 an hour. Yeah. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. If you can do it, it's like, Hey, increase my revenue by $80 an hour. That becomes very interesting. Right. Um, you know, he's a, he's a full-time professional, you know, property manager. So that's what he and his, you know, his entire staff, that's what they do all day long. Mm-hmm. So there's that sweet spot where, Hey, this is good enough for our schedule and all this. Like, yeah, we could do more, but it might not be worth all the extra work for a few extra dollars a month. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Just yeah. one property, I think compared to a whole management, you know, of hundreds of properties. Yeah. It's something we could probably look into more though, in terms of pricing, but yeah. It works for us and yeah. we don't pay one cent on our mortgage and we get extra money. So yeah. we spend it on trips and stuff, <laughs> which is nice. Cause what's your, so you refied from three, seven, five to two, eight, seven, five. What's, what's your, your monthly mortgage payment approximately with the PITI? 1750. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're bringing in 2000, 2000 plus a month. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's what the week blocked off on average, probably. So if we were fully open, I think we'd bring in 2500 ish. And you say 2000, that's after Airbnb takes out the taxes, right? Because they take out the taxes yep. directly. That's what's coming. To okay. Us. We're getting 2000 a month. But then, yeah, there's fees and yeah. on top of that that we don't see. Yeah. But, but we're but getting you're 2000 getting 2000 to you after bank. all that stuff. Yep. Is said, okay. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. awesome. Airbnb doesn't, I don't think they take out taxes. For Aurora, they do. They do. Okay, it's, so it's it's okay. That it's makes it's based sense. on. I want to make think sure Arvada. I know it's different. Arvada does not take out taxes. So yeah. we, oh really? We hold we hold back about. We are try to we try to be pretty aggressive. The last thing we want is a huge bill come tax season. Ugh. Yeah, that's <laughs> and so we we hold back. I believe twenty eight percent. I know that's extremely high, but. Is that twenty percent? Not to give to Arvada. That's just your your tax liability in general for yes, yes. income so, tax plus. Mm-hmm. But do you, are you writing a check to Arvada then for no lodging? 
Okay, no, it's, it's like the hotel taxing. Yeah. And so it, it but gets Airbnb taxed doesn't in. take that out of the Airbnb program. takes out three percent. Is it three or two percent? That's all Airbnb takes out. Yeah. But we're we're different. Yeah. So I think it's different. It's for, different for yeah, interesting. Okay. I know. So now I'm 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 learning something new because <laughs> yeah. um for when I I had an Airbnb in Nebraska, they took out taxes. We had an Airbnb in Arvada and I, I called around. I asked, "Hey, can you take out taxes? I don't want I I don't want to recognize that income. I don't want to see that." And yeah. they there really wasn't a clear answer. But the only thing they take out right now the um, is a uh, is a two percent is a two percent out for Airbnb fees. But then we recognize that all that income is un is uh, not taxed. So then all that's all that's tax tax at the end. But then if you're if you manage your expenses and you track all your expenses your cleaning supplies um and your repairs your paint mm-hmm. it's it's good to mm-hmm. on your oh income in your in your statement yeah, yeah to show a loss yeah mm-hmm. that's when we finally got a credit card this year because we didn't last year so we mixed all of our personal and yeah. business business expenses so it was confusing. Oh, it's the pain that makes, oh, it was yeah. a nightmare. Yeah, just get a separate bank yeah. account, separate credit card, and keep it simple. So for each property, yeah. each property have a different, a different account. Uh, oh, new, mm-hmm. new credit card, and uh, or you keep it all. Uh, just to check it. it well, yeah, just it's um, it's a, yeah, credit a new credit card for each each account. So then gotcha. it's its own acts as its own business because, okay. like I said, I'm all about scalability. I we plan on doing this again in the future, and anything I can do now to make life easier. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I I'll definitely do that. Yeah, especially the two homes. I'm sure it gets a little yes. more. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And so we real quick we touched on messaging. And my quick tip is we have four messages. I believe one is when they book. It says thank you for booking. Uh, two is when they check when they the day of their check in. It gives check in instructions like everything you said. The third one is after they stay the morning of at nine a.m. We ask, hey, how was your stay? Was everything good? Is there anything we can do to make it better? And people typically are pretty, pretty responsive to that. And then uh, at 9 a.m. on their checkout, we give them the checkout instructions where to put trash and we make it, it, it makes things really easily. So now I couldn't tell you the name of the person that's staying at our place <laughs> right now. And and I'll get a message and said, because um, we, we have a cleaner and now I, it's it's completely hands off except for cleaning. We have three tubs that we cycle through. We always have three full tubs. Tubs and of like laundry. Tubs, tubs of full complete laundry. And gotcha. it made oh, it made life so much easier when we just had our daughter a month or so ago. And we and it made my life easier. I wrote a little blog post that listeners will probably see that come up here shortly. But on the the benefits of having systems in place, because I was able to go about two and a half weeks with three turnovers without doing anything because I already had that in place and we had our cleaner already set up. So do you put the laundry, the linens down there? In the garage. I put them in the garage and I give our cleaner the garage code. And I have a Airbnb friendly cleaner that I got off Bigger Pockets. Okay. I was going to ask, um, like if you've had any issues with your cleaners yes. or, okay. Yeah. Like (laughs) just reliability and Um, not doing well. The challenge Yes, there's been challenges. I, I don't want to go into too much detail. Yeah. Yeah. But worth, I mean, for you guys, for your situation. 100% worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Uh-huh. I mean, there there can get, I mean, if this this cleaner, all of our cleans are between a check out and check in of 11 a.m. to 4, 4 p.m. They're busy. It's a lot of work. So they're, they're going to miss, they do our laundry too. We have a laundry in our Airbnb. So they may miss a stain and if you wash your stain you're done and you have to so there there, there becomes yeah. complacency that can get to it and mm-hmm. uh it depending on if you continue to recommend a cleaner out it can become a challenge because then they get very busy mm-hmm. well. i think we know obviously self-cleaning isn't scalable but for where we're at now with our schedules it works oh it sounds like a great fit yeah it works yeah, best, but like you said it, i mean looking forward i don't think it would be a long-term solution for us but yeah mm-hmm. we've made a lot i think two years is kind of what we're shooting for mm-hmm. to get to perfect. so we've got about another year, half of a year mm-hmm. um and then we'll go from there that's the greatest thing is is what may work for me may not work for you even though we're in a niche down within side of a niche of, yeah. of short-term yeah. rentals through airbnb is 
everyone has their own strategies. And um, one thing I want to I want to touch touch on as we're closing up is 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 there there seems to be a lot of people out there that are interested in house hacking with a significant other, but one of the significant others kind of they have a they have a challenge getting one on board or they're on they're on board and you're and you're successfully doing it as a couple. Do you have any tip tips or tricks that you're doing? <laughs> we have kind of talked about this. Um, so we're both people pleaser type of people, um, and we like to make people happy. And so um, we're also kind of type A people. So he's an accountant. I'm a nurse. Uh, it used to be pretty stressful in the beginning of, oh my gosh, like we made one step. Are they going to hear us? Or like, did we finish cleaning? And so that stress would get a little bit of tense there, yeah. I feel like. But after a month and communicating was huge for us, um, telling each other what we felt was going good and what we felt wasn't going good. Um, after about a month though, we started to ease up and I think being laid back and having fun is probably the biggest thing. Cause I love it. if you're yeah. sitting there like stressed about every single thing and like worried about your guests, you're not gonna enjoy it. And although you're making quite a bit of a good income, it's not as fun. Yeah. And now, then yeah. it just like makes the relationship tense. So yeah, communicating was huge for us though on mm-hmm. what was going well and what wasn't. Do you have set set um tasks that one person does and the other one doesn't or set kind of uh roles, I guess if that makes sense. It's really funny because when we first started this, Chris didn't know how to make a bed. So <laughs> so we've That's done a, a lot. Yeah, he's yep. a great bed maker now and really good <laughs> at it. And um, you have the corners down. Yeah, you can all the corners. We got a little like fancy little. fold at the yeah. end. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we just when we start cleaning together, we just take on our own roles. Like there are certain things that I enjoy, such as the sanitizing process. And Chris loves vacuuming, so <laughs> <laughs> so he strikes in the carpet. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of vacuuming either. So I do you like vacuuming? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, there are times though when I'm exhausted and I don't end up cleaning and then Chris does it because I'm sleeping um, and you do a great job at it. So you do everything as well. Yeah. Cleaning we both do. But I mean, in terms of like Airbnb, I did zero design. Like you set up, (laughs) you bought all of the, like you kind of set up the whole vibe, which if I would have done it by myself, I don't think anyone probably would have stayed at an Airbnb. So <laughs> mine wouldn't have anything on the walls. Oh, right. It'd be, oh, it'd the de- be, decor pillows wouldn't be there. Right? We've got pillows everywhere. We've got blankets, <laughs> like stuff that I wouldn't think about. So that's another thing as a couple, like that use each other, each other's strengths. strengths. Yep. Like yeah. I feel like with Airbnb, especially, you know, the pictures and like the whole design vibe of it is huge to get people to look at, you know, your listing and without you, I'm sure. I wouldn't have been near as successful. So yeah, use, use each other's strengths yeah. as a couple and don't think of it as a negative. Maybe try to think of it in a positive way, mm-hmm. working with your significant other. I mean, now it's fun and we laugh at some of the stuff. Oh, we giggle at all the time. Yeah. Giggle. So I think we kind of grow together at this point. It's, I mean, we're running a business together now too. So it's fun it. at this point. That's um, an excellent way to put it. Yeah. What about you? Do you have any? <laughs> Any tips yeah, for you guys or yes. Um, just like you said, we, Allison and I run it as a business when, so she's more of like the, I, the operations side of things. She does all the messaging, um, the communication. Cause she's bes- anything that's not automated. So if something comes up, um, and it, it needs to be addressed, she does all the, all the messaging, and then I do all, if there's repair, like the AC, I'll do all the repairs. I'll do all the month in financials, all the year in financials, taxes, and then kind of plan out big picture. But she's a rock star at if I've, if one of us has an idea and I, I throw it out there over, over some drinks at dinner and she just executes like nice. phenomenal. That's awesome. It's helpful. Yeah. For, like yeah. having another person. Yeah. You sure. can just bounce ideas off of each other the whole time. And yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I think sometimes Chris will say something or I'll say something and it takes a little bit to warm up to it. Like you kind of have to talk about it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. You may not be like into it at first, but then it's a brilliant idea like four days later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, now we, we love it. So, yeah. yeah, it's tough at first for sure. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's not going to be perfect when especially the couple first starting out, but just work through it and then 
it'll get oh, yeah. better. <laughs> if it works for you, then 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 it's great, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I got one final question. They'll wrap this up. Like one final advice. I mean, if you can think back to where you guys were, what a year and a half ago or so, two years ago when you started, you know, getting serious about buying first house, act, playing this out. You know, rewind it. You learn a lot. Forget about it. But like, what advice would you give your your younger selves two years ago? Same time, you know, other people like, wow, what they are doing, they bought a house. It works for their personalities. It works for their situation. They are living for free and making a couple bucks a month. Like people want to do what you guys are doing. What's like one or two piece of advice you gave or things that you wish you knew back then? I'd say don't get kind of bogged down in the details of it all. Because we, I mean, we've learned so much more than I think we would have ever thought over the last year and a half that we wouldn't have had we not just started. And honestly, it's probably first reaching out to, you know, Chris, you obviously, and then uh, meeting with you too. I think those are two big catalysts for me to kind of get mm-hmm. the ball rolling. Um, so I know everyone says this, but you just kind of got to get started. And I mean, podcasts are great and YouTube videos are great, but you can only watch so many of those. And there's a lot of them out there, but yeah. just kind of take some action and get started. Um, and you'll figure it out from there as long as you have some passion for it. All right. So don't get bogged it. down in details. Take action. All right. Justin. Yeah. I mean, that's, you kind of went with what I was going to say, but um, <laughs> just like, just do it. I know we talked about it for a good amount of time before we even like started talking to a real estate person. And um, I think you should just go for it. And I'll talk to people and they'll be like, I can't buy a house right now. It's the, it's crazy. We can't make as much as what everyone's saying. I'm like, you just house hack, like just Airbnb your basement. It's going to be great. You'll make money um, and you'll enjoy it. So yeah, I'd say just do it and you'll learn and grow along the way. Great advice. So where can guys, you know, our audience, where can they reach you? If they want to, you know, email you, uh, you know, Instagram, like what's the way for people to just connect with you guys if they want to pick your brains or do some networking? Yeah, email, Instagram, okay. uh, Facebook. We also, um, people will message us on our Airbnb uh, listing and just ask questions and stuff too. And so you can always uh, message us on that as well. But oh, yeah, yeah can email. We, give our, we could link our. our yeah, because I know. Yeah, so yeah, give us whatever you guys want. Because I know you get your Instagrams and emails. I okay. don't know if I have your Airbnb link, but yeah, give it. Okay. We'll put it on the show notes for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. cool. That'd be awesome. Sounds get some good. additional views on the listing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There oh we yeah. Go. <laughs> awesome guys. Well, thank this has been you. fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. yeah no. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Uh, you. You guys have obviously both been a big help for us. So yeah. Good. Awesome. I mean, that's yeah. here. Yeah. Giving it, giving back a little bit. It's al- it always feels good to get back. And anyone out there um, watching on YouTube, leave a rating or view if there's anything you'd like to see or recommendations, reach out, let us know. I enjoy reading the comments, so I'm looking forward to seeing them. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Thanks, guys.